Welcome to the I Give a F1 podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Lynette, and we're here to talk about the latest news in Formula One. Hey, Lynette. Hi, Allison. How are you? Good. I am in the mountains of Breckenridge, Colorado, which is why <laughs> this week, guys, we're so sorry. We are audio only. Um, we wanted to make this as seamless as possible for y'all because uh, if we had recorded in video, it may or may not come out properly. So here we are, audio only this week. We'll be back in the studio next week, right, Lynette? That's right. So Perfect. we just want to let you guys know who are for those of you who are watching on YouTube that we will have our video back next week. Yes. So let's go ahead and get into it. We've got a lot of stuff to cover this week. The Austrian GP. Wow. I mean, did you go into this weekend thinking that it was going to be this crazy? No. I mean, I feel like we don't <laughs> know what to expect anymore. You know, we all want like this good, exciting race, something different. And we're, we kind of, I feel like get disappointed every race, you know, Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing, but I think it was a pretty good race. Yeah. So we actually were curious. I, I wanted to pull this up quickly before we do have some other polls that we wanted to discuss later on, but we did have one poll just to start us off with this weekend, because you know, this weekend was a sprint race. So we were curious and we asked you guys, do you like sprint race weekends? And I was really surprised by the answer. It was 43% yes and 57% no. So it was kind of split half and half, which I feel like is when we talked about this last time, we had asked each other, like, do you like sprint weekends? Do I like sprint weekends? We were split too. Do you remember that? Yeah. So have you changed your mind at all? Uh, you know, I feel like I'm leaning more towards no sprint, but mm -hmm. Um, but I have always been like for like the excitement and just like having more things to watch over the weekend, but it was a little crazy this weekend trying to keep up with everything. And I think as a podcaster, it is much harder to cover sprint weekends than it is like <laughs> just normal weekends. Um, so I am leaning a little bit more towards like a no sprint, but only for selfish reasons. <laughs> yeah, so. I agree. I'm still on the no sprint weekends, you know, yeah. <laughs> train. Um, I think it's also just it's too much going on and I still feel like the sprint like Saturday just really it's not enough points going through like with everybody it's just the top eight so I still feel like it's still not enough to make it worth yeah. it yeah 100 percent 100 but you know um, as a viewer especially at the track I think it's going to be fun you know we have one in Austin coming up so I think that'll be exciting because we're going to have a lot of action that weekend you know you like yeah. the prices that we're paying like it'll definitely be worth it but as far as the championship goes and even just watching on tv at home I feel like it's a little I don't know I feel like it's kind of all crammed in too much yeah. you know <laughs> the timing is off sometimes so I think so, yeah. it's like in, in our own little way, we're excited for Austin to be a sprint race just because mm -hmm. it's Austin. It's our home race. Like we are going to be there. So we get to see all of it. But I think when we're having to cover it from home, it's a lot of TV over the weekend and it's a lot to keep up with. So I feel kind of boggled with the whole weekend, but I guess we'll try and cover this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so we so, figured we'd go ahead and start to keep it organized here and not yeah. like lose our train of thoughts. Kind of like last time we'll start with Saturday, the sprint race and sprint quality right. first. Right. So sprint race and sprint quality. Were there things that stuck out to you as far as anything um, that happened? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Lewis, uh, and Russell out pretty early, you know, uh, I know Russell was hot or they said Russell was having some issues. He did make it into Q2, but he, or he got out of Q2 because he had a hydraulic issue. So both mm -hmm. Mercedes for the sprint were ended up starting pretty far back. Um, and then we had uh, Hulkenberg again make it through all the way. So I know. Yeah, <laughs> that having, was crazy. You know, and these top teams like Mercedes <laughs> and, you know, every once in a while, even Red Bull, Ferrari, like not even making it out of Q3. And then we have Haas, like kind of surprising us getting into SQ3, yeah. SQ2. 
What do you think it is that's the difference between Nico's results and Magnuson's results? Because, you know, he's not keeping up as well, I feel like, with Nico mm. when it comes to qualifying and um, and even just like the general overall weekend results don't seem to be adding up as well. Although, obviously, Nico <laughs> didn't finish on Sunday. But, um, but, I mean, it's just interesting to see you know, Nico pull out ahead so many times. Mm-hmm. What what do you think that is? Yeah. And even during that little race, he kind of held that spot for a little bit longer than I think people were expecting. You know, he, he yeah. pulled out a little bit from the other guys. And then it wasn't until, of course, the tire started to go out that everybody got him. But like he's hanging in there pretty good. So I'm not sure exactly what it is, because I feel like they're both like at the same level drive driving wise you know Nico maybe a little more experience or maybe I don't know but maybe he he gives less of an f (laughs) (laughs) I feel like him coming back in like you know they both they both exited formula one Mm -hmm. and now they're back in and so they come with like a new and fresh perspective (laughs) yeah it's like you know, I feel as though Kevin kind of comes back and, you know, he's a dad, he's got like more to his life now that he feels is more important than Formula One, although he is an amazing driver. He, I feel like life is put into perspective a little bit more and he maybe feels a little bit more cautious. I don't know. But my opinion is that Nico came back, like could not care less, like just like (laughs) so excited about this opportunity and kind of just I don't know, living it up a lot more, maybe, maybe he's taking it a little less seriously and maybe that's benefiting him more. I mean, I feel like I'm seeing more of his personality now than I ever have in the past. Um, Just his fun loving spirit and like all of his kind of, you know, jokester antics (laughs) in the background. Um, I do feel like he is, he's kind of showing us more now, but Maybe that's why. I have no idea, but it is very <laughs> yeah, interesting to see. Either. Like there's nothing really that I can like pinpoint. Oh, it's, you know, it's got to be this. Like he's a better driver or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's any of that. So yeah. Good for him. Well, well, then, you know, we had Max and Sergio top two, right? So, oh, that was, yeah. Again, and then another, another one that stood out was Lando that had a really yes great weekend also in, in, in the sprint race. So Yes. And I think we were kind of disappointed going into the weekend thinking that Ferrari had brought all these upgrades and that they were going to do better in the qual in this front quality. And then Charles ended up getting penalized, right? Yes. Which for impeding Oscar. Speaking of a lot going on on the weekends. So when I watched it, I watched it recorded. So I watched back to back. Obviously, I hadn't gotten online or anything. So I didn't know anything that was going on. So I didn't even realize that he had a penalty, like <laughs> even after the race, like I didn't even realize until after I watched. <laughs> yeah. So, Cause it's like, things are going on so quickly. Yeah, that and you I feel have like, to, like I, they didn't even really talk about it. Like I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so. like, Oh wait, he's not, he's not up there anymore. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And then, um, I heard him say that the reasoning, well, not reasoning, but he, I guess he's just struggling because the track was a little bit wet. It wasn't raining, but you know, there was still some, some water on there left from the earlier rain in the morning. And I guess he's just having some trouble switching, you know, like they started out in the intermediates and then the track was still a little bit wet. And so he's having Mm -hmm. some trouble, I guess, managing the tires um, when the conditions are like that. So he did say Mm -hmm. that they need to look into what he can do and how he can change his, driving style so I think that's good that he's kind of figured out that it's something that he's doing in those conditions and that he needs to work on right so do we want to head into the results for sprint race yeah let's go all right well we saw a little bit of action right at the beginning of the sprint race, didn't we? <laughs> With Max and Sergio. <laughs> yes, that's always exciting to see. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that it that was a, a big drama point heading into Sunday was, you know, the conversation that they had after the race, and everyone was curious what was being said. 
And, you know, when Max and Sergio go head to head, there's always going to be a little bit of tension because I think Sergio knows he's in that second seat and he's fighting just as hard as Max is. And in this case, correct me if I'm wrong, but Sergio seemed to be kind of in the wrong in this, in this situation, but apparently didn't see Max and, um, and Max had words afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was, uh, obviously yeah. And a I, like, I understand, drama. you know, that Prez, like he's fighting for it. You know, he has a lot to make up for with all the, you know, the results that he's had these past races. But if, they would have taken each other out. I mean, that would have been it. You know, <laughs> you can count <laughs> yeah. your Red Bull career over because, you know, like when Max got a little bit on the grass, I mean, it was still kind of wet out there. I mean, they could, I was having flashbacks to um, the Mercedes with uh, Lewis and Nico <laughs> when Nico went out on the yes. grass and, and they both took each other out. I was like, oh my gosh, is it going to happen? <laughs> but if, yes. yeah, if that would have happened. So I think like, while yes, you know, he needs to just like be aggressive and, and fight for his positions. He also really needs to be careful when it comes to fighting with Max because one little right. mistake and that's it. <laughs> you don't want and to another, do that. And another team on team drama. What do you think about the whole Lance and Fernando thing? You know, they were kind <laughs> of, Lance was radioing in saying, oh, tell Fernando, like we're, we don't need to race this, yeah. like whatever he was trying to be like it's all good. We just need to work as a team. <laughs> He's like, please remember <laughs> said you don't want to attack me. And then I like at the end how he just kind of like, it was like, he was teasing him, like pushing him. Like I'm going to get, I you. felt those vibes too. Mm-hmm. I felt like those he wasn't going was to very... do it, but he was right there, you know, keeping that pressure on him. Big brother vibes yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was interesting. And then Carlos finished third. So that, that was great for Ferrari that they had, you know, someone finish third um behind Red Bull, thankfully. <laughs> we had we had a little bit of Ferrari action. And then we had Nico, he finished sixth. And George and Yeah, Lewis, which wasn't bad. He got the points. So like I said, right. he hung in there. Well, I, doesn't it end at eighth place for the yeah, points? Eight. So George was the last one to get points, George mm-hmm. Russell. Mm-hmm. So no no points for Leclerc, unfortunately. And the rest of them, you know, were all kind of hanging around in the back for the most part. But yeah, it was, uh, I think, the two, the two drama points, you know, it was the Red Bulls and the Aston Martins that were kind of... <laughs> You getting know, a little spicy. I just had a thought. So for sprint race, what would you think if they had, so the qualifying, right? And you get the top 10. What if only the top 10 competed in the sprint race for points? Oh, that could be interesting. And then it just eliminates all those in the back that aren't really going to compete or, you know, it like what if do you it's think? a top 10 like Ferrari, well, too bad. Right. Now you missed out. Yeah. That might give make it a little more exciting because now most of them are going to get points. Yeah, that it does, but I think it's it would be so unfortunate for everybody who's out of the top <laughs> ten to not even be able to compete for I the know. points. You know what <laughs> like, I mean? Well, I'm off today. <laughs> It'd be great for everybody to have a bit more space. Um, it would probably be a lot less. There'd be a lot less traffic, maybe a lot less. Um, you know. craziness chaos (laughs) so maybe it wouldn't be too exciting (laughs) yeah I don't know I feel like I feel like um I would want the people in the back to have a chance yeah (laughs) but that's just me so okay so um let's get started with Friday or yeah Friday quali and so this was the qualifying for Sunday for the race on Sunday so this was like your typical qualifying that you would have on a Saturday and one of the main things was the track limits was something that they were all complaining about there was 47 laps deleted on Saturday for qualifying which I think um kind of helped mix it up and really affected some of the guys um so we had Perez out in Q2 I think with Mm -hmm. one of those uh laps deleted and um so we had Max in first and then the Ferraris in P2 and P3. Second and third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
And then um, we had Albon with another great yes. weekend, another great that was qualifying. Amazing. He got into. Do you Q3. think it's the upgrades? Do you think yeah, it's the I upgrades think it's that are on their the car? upgrades? So he is the only one with the upgrades. So Sergeant hasn't got Still. them yet. Yeah, so okay. he'll be getting them. Um, Silverstone, right? This weekend, yeah. Hopefully, because it seems to really be working, and you know, I think we'd like to see him start being up a little bit higher <laughs> on the list. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's definitely working. And obviously, Albon, you know, is just driving the car great. So he got into Q3 yeah, sure. again. And Norris was another one that's those upgrades are working. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had Stroll actually finish ahead of Alonso in qualifying, which I thought was also a good sign for Stroll. Maybe he has mm-hmm. a little bit of improvement. <laughs> and... Hulkenberg once again top 10 in quali so that was great good for for Hulkenberg and but then again Magnuson in 19th like I just don't know where where we're we're headed there but and then Gasly was in ninth and Ocon was in 12th so they were kind of struggling to in the midfield to to keep up in quali but yeah so the I feel like overall there weren't any penalties this time, right? <laughs> From qualifying yeah, heading no into the penalties. race. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least in qualifying. <laughs> yeah, they got all their penalties uh with the deleted laps in. So <laughs> we were able right. to start the race kind of the way yes. that Quali finished. So So heading into Sunday, I really didn't get a chance to see the the brundle because I was on the airplane traveling (laughs) so I didn't get a chance to see the brundle track walk did you see it I I didn't even see it yeah I was looking on sky sports I mean on ESPN I believe was what I I think I might have been on the wrong channel and they didn't have it but I'm sad I missed it this week (laughs) yeah I missed it too but did you see what happened to since we're not going to talk about the grid walk we can talk about some of the the things that they did before the race the guy um and the parachute that I know the jetpack yeah the jetpack flyer or whatever he is um yeah that was crazy I could not believe Oscar Piastri's look on his face. He was like, like, yeah, his eyes were like wide, like, uh, that's awkward. Should I do something? (laughs) Yeah, poor guy. But apparently he was fine. No injuries. I mean, I'm sure he was a little bit bruised up, but. Scary. That's scary. And then, um, and then obviously we can't, we can't cover this weekend without obviously sending our condolences to, Delano Van Hoff's family. That was, I, I've literally, I I mean, it's crazy to think how often that's happened at spa at this point, like how dangerous that track is in that specific area. And I think everybody, we speak for everybody when we say like how incredibly sorry we are that something like this has happened to such a young kid. And I'm just, I, I thought it was really you know, deeply moving to see like all of the drivers posts on Instagram and hearing, you know, the moment of silence, like right before the race, everything that they did to tribute, um, his life was really, really great, really wonderful. But I mean, at the end of the day, this has to stop happening. This stuff mm-hmm. has to stop happening. Yeah. And opinion. for those of you that might, like might not have heard, um, cause it wasn't in formula one. He's in formula two, correct? No, I don't even think he's in formula two. I, he's oh, okay. like a super young driver, formula driver. Um, and he was racing in one of like some sort of a, a feature race in spa. I am not even sure, but it wasn't a formula two race. Okay. At least that I know of. Um, but yeah, he, there was some, there was a lot of rain coming into that track. And then at some point there was an accident and Delano like spun. um, And then another car ran into him. And so um, I'm pretty sure he died on impact. I'm not really, I don't really know the details, but it's very sad um, that this happened to like such a young, young person. And I'm sure all the other drivers that were involved in the accident feel awful as well about it. And 
um, it's just sad that this kind of stuff is still happening. I mean, I think Antoine Hebert was like one of the drivers in Formula 2 that passed away there like four years Mm -hmm. ago or something, four or five years ago. And um, it's just very, very sad. So I hope that they can make the changes. I mean, they had a Lance interview, um, Lance Stroll interview at some point over the weekend, and he was just stressing how important it is that they make the changes there. So hopefully they do. I mean, Formula One is going to be racing there in a couple weeks. So yeah, and you know, they need to look into the track itself. And then maybe also just those cars. I know they're in the smaller, you know, those support races. And so maybe they are not getting that as like the safety standards that Formula One gets, you know, like we know those cars are like incredible, you know, you can have this insane crash and a lot of them thankfully just walk out. And so I wonder how it is with those cars if they're up to that same level. Right. You know, and maybe that's why these accidents are happening, you know, in those series, you see, you hear more, more of that happening. But yeah, so they had a really wonderful, um, you know, little moment of silence for him. And then they, they got into the national anthem and I thought the national anthem was like, just switching gears here was beautiful. Did you not think it was beautiful? I was like, I didn't, wow, this I, orchestra. I, didn't, I missed that too. <laughs> oh, okay. It was so cool. And then somebody who was at the race, I saw, um, I didn't get to see this on TV, but they had some sort of like a Red Bull. The air show. Flyover air yeah. show. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm like, so we need to bring back, first of all, the flyovers for sure. I love yes. those. But um I can imagine what they did because at the Red Bull ring, they do host air sh- the air races, the Red Bull air races. And I bet that's really cool. I bet they had a really cool show. So yeah, so let's get into the race. Okay, uh, let's do it. So another major issue in the race, which I was wondering how this was going to kind of transfer over from Quali, like with the um, the track limits if they were going to continue looking at that or if they were just going to say, okay, our quality like will be strict. And then on the lap um, during the race, just kind of let it go a little bit, but there was a lot of issues. They, with the, the track limits, a lot of drivers were getting called out for that and penalized. Um, and I think that was just like the main thing of the race. And during the race, there was 1200 instances where the cars went off track. So the stewards were really behind. So even though we were hearing like this, you know, this driver gets a penalty, this one gets a penalty. There was still more that they were looking at and looking at. Yeah. Um, they, so for the Austria penalties, we had a five second for Sonoda, 10 seconds for signs, 10 seconds for Hamilton, 10 seconds for Gasly, 10 for Albon, 10 for Sargent. 15 for DeVries, which I think he did, his was more along the lines of Magnuson, him and him kind of getting in the way of Magnuson. 30 seconds, 30 seconds yeah. for Oban. <laughs> yeah. And one of those was for the unsafe release. The other ones in I didn't even see of it was for the time penalty or the track limits. So Ocon has broken a new record. Did you know that, Lynette? <laughs> Most penalties in a race. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ocon has has now broken the record of most penalties in a race, which was previously held by Maldonado. Uh, he had a, an unsafe release, five seconds for leaving the track, 10 seconds for leaving the track, five seconds for leaving the track, and 10 seconds for leaving the track. So five seconds was for the un, unsafe release. But yeah, crazy crazy race. I honestly could not keep up. I couldn't keep up with what all was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, like how, how is this going to end up? Like at the end of the race, whoever doesn't have penalties is probably going to do well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was uh it was kind of crazy. And then of course, you know, we had the, the battle with signs and Leclerc up at the front. I, I found that that was very interesting kind of looking at the team dynamics signs was really frustrated because he felt like he had the pace and he wanted to get ahead and they said, no, we're not, we're not racing, stay behind. And then they ended up bringing them in under the virtual safety car, which really hurt signs because he ended up with that, with a, with a, even more of a time constraint with that pit stop. 
because they, Leclerc had a bad pit stop, kind of a slow pit stop. And then obviously Signs got part of that pit stop time put on his because mm-hmm. it was not Plus a good one. Plus slow pit stop, like the actual stop. Yes. Know, he already had to wait a little bit. Yeah. And so that put him back almost like five seconds behind give it give or take mm-hmm. whatever but he was super frustrated with that and then you kind of see him get spicy he started to like really kind of get he was he was like I'm getting back to my spot I'm gonna get up there again so he started passing everybody and then he was right back up behind Leclerc um and I saw I saw a Carlos signs that I feel like everybody wants to see week in week <laughs> out but he had the car to do it, I felt like, this weekend. Yeah, if the it wasn't for was that time penalty, well. I mean, Ferrari would have had a, both of them on the podium and right. also the the little slow pit stop there. So, yeah. So, we, I'm trying to think what else we had that was going on besides all of these, these penalties. We also... I feel like Lando Norris, right? Lando Norris had a great race. He, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And like we said, he yeah. has the upgrades and Oscar should be getting his also for Silverstone. So we could see, mm-hmm. we start to see both of the McLarens up there. And it looks like, you know, third, fourth, fifth, which I think is really good. And then speaking of signs, we had that signs and Perez battle going on, um, which I think really, end, really yeah. helped. Um, Charles a lot because he was able to keep Perez back for a while. Like that was for a while. Yeah. yeah. How many laps were they going on there? (laughs) It felt like it was a lot. Yeah, it was a while. And I guess it just seemed like Perez didn't, wasn't really thinking his overtakes through very well. And he just ended up giving Carlos uh, DRS and he just kept getting, getting him back. And that was a, a good fight there between them. And it really helped out Charles. Yeah. So Charles finally finished on the podium second, which was amazing for him. He's, I think he's been really frustrated with the way that the car's performing and the team, the strategy, everything, nothing seems to be clicking for him and at least in the last few races. So I think he was really relieved to be able to come out, you know, in second given, you know, where they were at before and Leclerc, even said, I think in a, in a quote post race, you know, he felt like they were much closer than they ever had been. And even towards the end, Max was, he could see Max cause Max had gone in for that fastest lap. You know, Max, mm-hmm. he's just, he's like <laughs> impressing me day in and day out. It's, it's kind of crazy. The evolution of, of Max, at least in my mind, I feel like he has become just like this crazy winner mentality which is so awesome to watch because the best isn't the best. He still has to go and even do more. So on the last lap, he was like, put, put the slicks on. I want to go and get past the slap. And they were like, no, 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 we're good. We don't need that. And he's like, no, I'm coming in. Like, (laughs) yeah, I like that. You know, that you have that confidence to go for it instead of say, no, you know, I'm not going to risk it. I already have this amount of points. Like you either go for it, you, you know, go for it all and just show that you are the best and that you can do it, that, you know, you're not worried that something might happen, you know, on that last lap. And also that you have confidence in your, your team that they're going to give you a great stop and, and not have anything go wrong during the pit stop. So it's just like confidence within that whole team within himself and the team is supportive of that. And I think that's great that they have that, you know. Yes, absolutely. Did you have anything from the race besides anything else that we've already covered? Well, speaking of Max, he did lose his streak that he had from Miami. <laughs> his leading the laps streak, thanks to Charles. Um so that was something good, I guess, that we could see because a lot of people were already kind of getting tired of at least seeing him lead <laughs> all of these laps. And and yeah. you kind of felt for a second like, hmm, could Charles get a podium? Could it happen? I feel like every time they say that, you know, they kind of like try and tease us with it. I'm like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> He's yeah, going to win. Yeah. There's no way. Like, <laughs> what could possibly happen? 
Yeah. Well, Fred Vasseur actually, I think, just came out saying that they are expecting more upgrades for Silverstone. So mm-hmm. who knows what we'll see in Silverstone? Wishful thinking for yeah, all you Ferrari and, fans and now out that, there. You know, they have these upgrades kind of under control. They figured out the setup and everything and it's working for them. So hopefully they'll get this set up for these new upgrades. Right. And right. It's going to be pretty close because qualifying was really, really close between Max and Charles. So Maybe yeah. at least for qualifying, we'll see some polls from Ferrari. Yes, yes. So we had Lando as driver of the day, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Great result from Lando. I felt for Piastri being all the way out there in 16th because, you know, he's definitely a skilled driver. And I feel like if if any of the rookies are standing out to me, it's definitely him. So I'm hoping that once they get, you said they don't have the upgrades on his car. Yeah, they don't have the upgrades. Yeah, So he'll get them right now this weekend for Silverstone. Yeah. So hopefully when he gets those, he's able to really maximize results and we'll see more from him in the coming weeks. But great, great job for Lando. And did you see that little quote? He goes, oh, so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Must be because all the papaya colors are out there. there (laughs) I'll leave it to Lando to say some cheeky comment about mm. it. <laughs> so who are your winners and losers? For so the originally my driver of the day was going to be Carlos Sainz because I thought he did really great the entire race. But then <laughs> we got some of those penalties after and he went off uh, the track a couple of times. So I'm going to have to give it to Lando because he didn't get any time penalties he didn't. Yes. He didn't even get a black and white flag. None of that. So I'm going to give it to Lando. Yeah. I'm yeah. Lando too. hundred percent. I can't even deny that. <laughs> okay. So did you have a loser for this race? So loser for this biggest loser for this race, I'm going to have to say is Nico just because he started out on such a high for the weekend and doing so well and performing so well in all of like the qualifying and everything, and then ended up not getting any points, you know, race day. So very upsetting for him. And so I'm going to go with him for biggest loser. My loser is going to be Ocon for his 32nd penalty. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that too. (laughs) He was in the points and obviously knocked out. And I, I don't, I would think the team was letting him know what was going on and the fact that he couldn't get it under control. I mean, you know, obviously understandable, like one time, maybe two, everybody else was doing it, but that many penalties. Well, there's one thing you can say for Ocon. It's that he's always driving like on the limit. So (laughs) definitely uh, appreciate that style of driving. But in some cases, it just doesn't work out to his benefit. So yeah, for sure. I agree. He's definitely one of the losers for this weekend, unfortunately. Estee Bestie. (laughs) (laughs) We still love Estee Bestie. I know. (laughs) All right. So that is it for our race recap. I think um, it was a really good one. What do you think? I think it was good. It was kind of all over the place, but we had fun talking about it. And the race was a great weekend. I had, I had fun watching everything and trying to keep up. And I just felt like I was constantly on Instagram afterwards, trying to scroll through and figure out what, what the heck happened? What's the final result? So, so that was, uh, that was, interesting to keep up with even after the race. Although I will say shame on, shame on uh, everyone involved with getting these penalties out so late after the race. My opinion is that there really needs to be some sort of a cutoff. What do you think? Well, for something like this, I feel like there was just so many of them they had to, and and if they had already started giving out the penalties, they needed to take the time and look at each single one to make sure that it was just consistent throughout. So for something like this, I feel like they kind of had no choice but to wait till the end. Um, Maybe they should make some kind of announcement like during, like right before the podium or something to say that this is the podium for now and that there are still a lot of like things that they're looking into. But for other things that happen, I mean, they need to get that out right away. Yeah, for sure. And um, I know there's a lot of talk now about what 
should they do like going forward? Should they do something to the track? Um, yeah, curbs they... or yeah, um, yeah. I know Toto Wolf was interviewed about it, and he had he had he was like, "What do we do? There's just like there's there's options, but there's not." So it's um, it'll be interesting to see if there are any changes made in the future to how that race is analyzed moving forward. But yeah. yeah, I mean, they could put some grass or gravel. And then they were even talking about maybe kind of putting like a little curb, like a race curb so that they can feel it so that they know they're at the limit. Um, mm-hmm. I think gravel, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fan of the gravel because I think that really like keeps them on their toes, you know, to make sure that they're not going off the track constantly or, or even, right. you know, like if they see something going on, they're like, oh, well, let me just go this way and kind of you know, get out of it that way. So I like that the gravel really makes them not want to get on there because it's, you can either like get trapped in there. You can, something can happen with the car. Like it it really can affect them versus just having the asphalt there and, and nothing happens because then you don't have, like, I feel like you, you're going to take more risk because you know that, yeah, nothing's going to happen. So yeah. No, I actually love that idea, Lynette. Let's put mm-hmm. some gravel there. <laughs> Seriously. This is take FIA, take, take, uh, or Austrian GP people yeah. take notes from Lynette. That's, that's good. I love that idea. So now we, what do we want? Do we want to get into our next segment? We've got yeah, a so we have special a new segment. segment today, guys. <laughs> Would you, you want to go ahead and explain it to them? Yeah, so we've done it before. It's called the Pit Crew segment, mm-hmm. but we're doing this a little different this week because a follower of ours, a follower of ours, Katie on Instagram, she's so sweet. She sent us a bunch of voice notes and just giving us like her thoughts on different drivers and different, you know, team situations and all of that. And it was just such good content. We were like can we please use this on our podcast? So thank you, Katie. And so we wanted to introduce our pit crew segment. Do you want to give them the fun sound? Yes. <laughs> so that is the start of our pit crew segment. So we're going to go ahead and play her um, audio clip that she sent us. And then we're just going to kind of discuss a little bit about it and see what we think. Yeah. Hey, girls, hope you're all all right. I'm just going to give you my perspective on some of the rumours. Um, we should definitely do a live and chat about it. What do you think? So, I love Daniel Ricciardo. I absolutely adore him. I think he's just, like, a breath of fresh air. Like, I'd love to go out on a night out with him because he would be, like, such a laugh. Um, but sadly, I can't see him coming back to Formula 1 as a Formula 1 driver. Um I think Red Bull only took him on to for well for the publicity, um, and nothing more. Um, and I think his time's gone. Sadly, I don't think he's got the um, the ability to be where he was a few years ago. But that, even that was a bit of a fluke. Um, so yeah, that's that's my opinion opinion on Daniel. So do we want to talk about that first? Yeah. So. So this came in because we had asked a question about Daniel. Yeah, and and I have the poll, actually. mm -hmm. There's been a lot of talk of where he could be going next. So we put a poll up. Yeah, and it was, do you think Ricardo should replace Checo? And 39% of you said yes. 39% of you said no. And 21% of you said send him to Alpha Tauri. So that was kind of what provoked, I think, Katie to kind of let us know her thoughts on it. And I love this take from her. I think it's very interesting because Red Bull loves the the spotlight. And I love that Red Bull has this like, you know, sort of badass persona about them. And Daniel Ricardo sort of embodies everything that Red Bull is as far as like personality. And, um, you know, he's a great driver and all of that. So I agree that I, that it's definitely beneficial to Red Bull to have Dano Ricardo in the mix. And um, I don't know. What do you think about what she said? 
but so I kind of agree. It? I mentioned it, I yeah. think last time that I feel like he's just kind of getting pushed back and they're only using him on like certain races, like certain appearances. And I feel like they're not even using an using him as much as they could, you know, for that reason of like just promoting and things like that. Like, I feel like he's really just in the background, you know, um, like obviously he was there for Miami and I think he was there in Austria, but I, like, you're really not seeing him as much as I thought I would have. And as far as the driving goes, I kind of feel the same way as far as going with another team. I really don't see it. I feel like everybody's already moved on. Um, I think Alpha Tauri would probably be the, like the, one of the only options, but he's mentioned that he doesn't want to go to a team that's not competing at the top. So really there's not many options and I don't even know about Red Bull if they would want him to replace um, Checo, maybe like if he d keeps, you know, having the results that he's had. Um, to me, I feel like Daniel would be the best option to get in there because he's just, he's already competed at that level. But I feel, I kind of agree with her. Like he's kind of had his moment and like he let it slip away, you know, <laughs> like I just don't see him where he could go, go right now. Mm -hmm. Selfishly, I want to believe that they would put him in there, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I but, feel um, like, I mean, who else could it be? I'm not too familiar with who they have like in their, you know, their backup with all the other Red Bull drivers, but, f but either way, I think they're all just going to be too young, too inexperienced to compete with like within Red Bull, like at Red Bull right. against Max. To me, I, it just makes sense that the only other person would be Daniel. But I just, I'm not sure. Like, I'm kind of thinking about it because of the way they haven't really been using him and having him, like, up there. Yeah. All right. So, you want to hear her the second? next one? All right. Yeah. Perez, on the other hand, I think he's a dark horse. He really is. And... They are favoriting Max over him because Max is obviously a world champion times two and they're wanting to get another one and therefore they don't want the rivalry and a big fallout between them two because let's face it, Max gets what he wants. There's no like <laughs> team at all um, with Red Bull and with Max. I think Checo needs to leave and go with another team. I do think he has got potential. Um, I don't think he'll have a contract renewed for next year. Or should I say, if he's on till next year, it'll be gone. Um, and they'll maybe just take a Formula 2 driver on. Someone maybe that's not as competitive as Max. What do you think about that? <laughs> I So I actually agree. I feel like if they don't go with, if they don't go with a Checo or a Ricardo, they're going to go with an up and coming like Red Bull driver, probably like Iwasa, or maybe they'll go with um, Yuki. They just have so many other options with their Red Bull, you know, driver situation that I just don't think they're going to renew Checo's mm -hmm. contract. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if he continues on in, in this path of like, he's, he's in second place in the driver championship. If he's able to keep it up and stay out of the drama, that could be the best situation for Red Bull because they're able to favor Max while also keeping Checo as second. And they know he can handle the pressure and to do that. So part of me wants to say, Yes, they're going to get rid of him. And part of me wants to say he's kind of the perfect second driver for them. So I don't know. I mean, I'm torn. I'm a little torn, but they have yeah. so many options. They do. I think, and I agree with you. Like, I feel like we're kind of in between right now just because of the results that he's had, but they're still like, if he can pick it up and get back to just finishing second or, you know, at, at least second every single race, then okay. It makes sense. Just bring him back next year. They can do it again. Get another constructors mm -hmm. championship. Let you know Max will get another <laughs> championship, and he can finish second. But 
I feel like right now we're just in that in between kind of waiting to see what is he going, like, what is Chico going to do? But then you have to think at some point, you know, Max has been giving those indications of like, he doesn't necessarily want to stay in Formula One for forever. And so Red Bull has to get strategic about who's their next Max going to be. Mm -hmm. And that I think, you know, it can get a bit boring, I'm sure for Max getting first place every week and winning championships all the time. I mean, I think he said that in an interview, like this could get a bit boring. And I just feel like at some point they need to find somebody who could be the next Max, who then Max could potentially, which who knows if he's capable of being a mentor figure, but could potentially mentor into like the next world champion for Red Bull at some point. I'm not saying that's now, But I'm saying that has to be in the back of their minds, Red Bull's minds, thinking, okay, when Max is gone, who's next? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that this conversation about Max and how long he's going to keep racing has come up already. Because I feel like it's like, I can't believe that we're talking about that already, that he might. This is like the sweet spot for him. Like, why is he? I don't understand why he's giving indications. Yeah, I get what he says about how it, it can get boring winning and I think when he says like, it can get boring winning like it can get boring winning the way he is right now like not right. competing against anybody so I think as long as he has somebody there like kind of giving him a fight making him work for it then you know that makes it exciting that's why he he wants to race um, right so hopefully one of the other teams or even like his own teammate can do that but but yeah I I I just think it's crazy that they're already talking about who's going to replace, who's going to be the next Max. Yeah. Okay. Lewis. I love Lewis again. He's, he was the one that got me in the passion of Formula One back in the 2000s. Um, and I think, I don't know, like, yes, it's the car. Car isn't helping matters, but he's asking for a lot of money to keep on. I don't think he'll get his eighth world champion. Um, We may see him around for a few more years. And I do think he'll stay with Mercedes. He's not going to go with another team. Um, And he'll definitely won't be with Red Bull or Ferrari. I think he will stay with Mercedes. Um, But I think his time's done. But then you look at Alonso. What a difference. Like, I can't believe him. He's just... Is it the car? Maybe. But I just think... He's got a lot of talent there, and I'm actually going to support him a bit this year, even though I'm a bit of a Ferrari fan as well. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, man. (laughs) This is like, Lewis is, he is so polarizing in like Formula One. He's like, he's such a, he's such a amazing driver, and he is, he is just one of those people that draws you in with his like, personality. I I see where she's coming from there. I also, I also feel like, okay, Mercedes has made upgrades, right? This year, but they're already so behind. Like how long is it going to take for them to get back up to where Red Bull is at? I don't know if Lewis is going to be around to see it. Um, I, I, I'm very concerned that Lewis's contract has still not been signed, has still not been ironed out by Mercedes. And it just goes to show there's like a lot of back and forth that's going in on this. And if it's just for another year, I, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be fighting for the championship next year. That's my personal opinion. But if it's just for a year and he's, going up against Red Bull next year. I just don't see him winning that eighth world championship. If it's like an extended contract where he's driving for like maybe two more years, maybe, but, and then, um, Alonso, absolutely. I'm so impressed. Like, well, I mean, I think we all kind of knew, give him a good car. He'll drive really well, but he's been struggling on the car side for a while, trying to find a good fit with a team and a car. And, I'm just so happy to see that that he's in his element, that he is racing for podiums almost every week. And and I find it 
extremely encouraging on Lewis's side because, you know, Lewis has been a world champion and then now he's really been in the pits like the last couple of years. And it's almost like Fernando can be this person that Lewis sees as like, okay, like he's done this. I can, he's come back. I can come back. So I don't know. I mean, it could work either way, but I'm definitely impressed with Fernando and hope that he has a chance with Aston Martin next year. Yeah. As far as Lewis, um, I said, I don't see him racing any longer than like two years, you know, the contract. And of course, I think it's only going to be with Mercedes. I don't see him at all going with Ferrari or Red Bull or definitely anywhere else. So I think he has two years max. And like you said, I don't think next year they're they're really going to be at that level. And if they are, let's say the next year after that, or even next year, I think it's not going to be enough because Max is just, I think, driving at in a way that's just above, above that, you know, with that car and his driving right now is just, I don't think that, that Lewis will be able to compete and Mercedes, you know, I don't think they're going to make that many improvements where they can even be, be close, right? If it's, if it's going to be that they're there, like, back and forth every, every weekend, you know, fighting for that, that first spot. I I just think the way Max is racing in that car and that Red Bull right now, I think he's, he would definitely come out ahead. Um, and I know yeah. like Lewis keeps saying, Oh, I'm, I want to keep racing for years and years, but I, I, I don't see it more than two years, you know, mm-hmm. especially if, Mercedes doesn't have the car and he keeps having to, you know, finish fourth or fifth or, or things like that. I, I don't think he'll, he'll stay. And like we were talking about Red Bull, like who's going to be the next max, you know, Mercedes also wants to start preparing for their, their next Lewis. Right. All right. We have two more. We're speaking of Ferrari. Bit gutted about them this year. Like, I was Lewis, um, even at Silverstone last year. And then, don't know, I just saw the Ferraris and I thought, oh, I quite like that Carlos. He's not bad looking. He's not a bad driver. And then he came first in Silverstone. I was like, yep, definitely going to spot him. And that's how it was. But I'm just seeing a different side to him. I mean, him and Chal get on so well. Um, And they are devastated that there isn't that... The car is shit, basically, and um, but cars, and they they are struggling. Um, that's why I'm sort of supporting Alonso a little bit because I really want him to succeed and do well. And like with Checo, I wanted him to be up there to to win the championship. But I've I've just become so bored with Formula One when it because it's just Max through and through all the time. It just bores me. What do you think about? The Ferrari situation, Lynette. <laughs> well, I think it's looking good. I think, um, you know, they started off the year, I think, with high expectations and it took them a while to get there. Um, I think we'll see how it goes with these new upgrades that they they got. But um, hopefully it'll they'll continue to work and they'll be able to have more podium finishes this year. And, um, I don't know if the, I mean, I don't think they're going to be at max Red Bull level of finishing a race, you know? Um, but maybe, uh, at least with qualifying, start giving him a little bit of a, a fight there. Cause it looks like it's getting close. And as far as Carlos, um, I feel like he's so like the things I read, I feel like he's kind of in between like an, a mix, right? Like so many people saying that he's underrated, that he should be the number one, like that he's, you know, incredible driver. Um, and then other people, of course, you know, that just love Charles and, and he's the best. So I think it's kind of a good mix at Ferrari between them. The little bit of a different like driving style personality. You know, we have Char- uh, Carlos kind of like just saying it how it is, how how he feels. You know, we need to do this. What are you guys doing? Um, kind of like making his own decisions sometimes. And then you have Charles 
which kind of listens to the team a little more, has a little more trust in the team. And I think it's kind of good to see both ways because then you get, you're kind of getting the best results from how the drivers feel comfortable, right? So the fact that Carlos Mm -hmm. is comfortable to tell the guys like, no, what are you doing? Is a good thing because then maybe they'll listen to him and then kind of work on, look, this is, this is how we can all work together to get the best results from you. And then differently from Charles, cause they're all going to be different. So. Yeah. I think on the radio, you can hear Charles's frustration with the team and with the car, but when he's put out in interviews, he's very politically correct and very polished in his media presence. I feel like he, he is like the epitome of kind of a Ferrari driver. He gives, you know, the, he gives it his all on track and he's very passionate on track and then off track. He seems to be very like poised and, and, and just a great number one driver. I think Carlos has all the potential to be a number one driver I think he's trying to prove that now he's struggling a little bit, but like he's trying to prove that. And I think he has what it takes. I just don't know how long he has left. He's a little bit older than Charles. So how many more years? And here we go again with the age. Like I should not be like (laughs) aging out people because hello, we have Fernando Alonso, but you know, a lot of drivers don't, don't last as long as Fernando. So what's his longevity look like as a driver? That's my question. Um, I, I obviously think Carlos is an amazing driver. Uh, this weekend was so cool to see him really get spicy on the, I love saying spicy because <laughs> Carlos signs. Um, on the track, you know, he was like passing everybody so quickly. And when he's mad, he goes for it. He is very passionate on track and off track. So (laughs) I feel like he's kind of like the off and on track, you know, passion intensity and Charles is more subdued off track and more of a fighter on track. And I agree. I think that the mix of the two works really well for Ferrari. They get along really well. I agree with that. And I think that they could do amazing things if the team got their SHIT together. So will that be next year? I don't know. I mean, I really thought it was going to be this year. I was like so excited for them to, to have a moment. And, um, and then we, we, we were sorely disappointed in like the first couple of races. So I think hopefully next year they'll be able to, to build a car. That's a bit more, uh, for lack of a better term, up to speed (laughs) with Red Bull. (laughs) So that's my thoughts on that. All right. Now let's play the last clip. Opinion on a few of the drivers. Lastly, sorry if this is a bit of an insult, but Lance, I think he needs to go. I like Lance. I think he needs to go. I don't think he's a good driver. Um, Same with Nick DeVries. I think he's another one. And Logan... It might be another one that'll go. But again, you maybe need to just give him another season to see. Uh, Alex, on the other hand, is doing remarkably remarkably well. Williams, and I do feel that he needs to maybe go with another team uh, because Williams isn't the fastest car. And I bet, speaking of fastest cars, I bet Oscar is kicking himself right now that he turned down Alpine to go with McLaren and they're not doing so well either. And speaking of McLaren, I'm actually feeling sorry for for Norris like I know that he he loves McLaren but again the car- mm-hmm. so just yeah the, so the car, yeah, cut off right there yeah the clip the, the clip cut off at the end yeah so what do you think about all the all of that that was a that was a loaded voice yeah, note so but I think it had a lot of substance as far as McLaren um I don't think it's that bad I think Lando has like he really likes McLaren and I think that he has a lot of confidence in them. And, you know, we saw this weekend or like his results the past, the past two races, how the big improvement. So I feel like he isn't all that down, you know, down on McLaren. 
um, and he sees that they can come back and he's seen what they can do. So I think he's still kind of okay there. And as far as Oscar, um, also, I feel like he might have been in the beginning of the season, like, oh, shoot, what did I do? But I don't think Alpine has been doing like all that great where you feel like he, like, where you would feel like he's really missing out. Like, oh man, I really messed up. You know, I think it's, it's, they both kind of been obviously McLaren a little bit worse, but not Al, Alpine hasn't been doing that much better where you would feel horrible for not going with them and um, slowly seeing the improvements that McLaren has been doing. I think, you know, it's like lifting their spirits up a little bit, giving them confidence and, and making them feel good about being with McLaren. And then as far as the rookies, I also don't think DeVries and Logan will be there much longer for sure. Next year, they won't be there. Lance, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, I mean, of, of course, like he's going to be there. Right. But I just wonder like at one point, at what point is Aston Martin going to say, okay, let's try something else. Because right. if they really want to win a constructors or anything else, you know, we don't know how the car will be next year, but if they really at least want to win a constructors, they, they need to do something. Yeah. Well, I think, so I obviously, I agree um, with the Lance comments. I, I think Lance this weekend showed a bit of improvement. So I don't know if that was the track, if that's like his comfortability with the track or, you know, what, what that was about. But I think he showed he had, he can get performance out of the car and that he has the skill to do it. It's just, I don't know if it's on every track or not. So um curious to see how the rest of the season goes for him. I, I am in agreement with you that I feel like, Lando and Oscar, I think Lando is happy where he's at, hopefully, but I think McLaren will be able to make upgrades between now and next season um, enough to satisfy where he wants to be at a driving, at a driving level and Oscar as well. You know, I, I think the way that Oscar Piastri's contract was handled, and I think we had talked about this with, um, there with Otmar and the way that he handled it, he kind of put him on the back Oscar on the back burner for a while. So I feel like it was in Oscar's best interest to figure out what his other options were and he didn't know what was going to happen. And so I, I think in my opinion, he made the right choice, but you know, it is unfortunate to see Alpine doing so much better. I'm sure on his, in the back of his mind, he's probably like, dang, but I know he's probably happy where he's at. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's it's like a good um, environment. I don't know what other word to use, like for him to be in, especially like yeah. to get started. I mean, it's McLaren, and then you have well, and him Lando, and Lando seem to get young. along. Yeah, who's also young but has yeah. a little more experience, and so I think it's like a good place for him to get his start. And we don't know much about Oscar, but from what I can tell, he seems like a pretty mellow guy. And Lando and him, like their personalities seem to kind of complement each other in ways like we'll see how that progresses. But I definitely think, you know, we'll we'll definitely see him next year and definitely hopefully see him in years to come in Formula One. I think he's a great, great driver and has a lot of potential. Um, on the other hand, with the other rookies, DeVries, I'm going to go. I feel like he's been my biggest disappointment this season. I was like, so like let's let's go Nick for the beginning of the season and every every single episode we talk about this it's so sad but I don't think he's gonna be here next year and then Logan um I'm gonna go opposite I feel like Logan has this quality to him the driving quality that I think Williams can really I guess grow on grow off of and give him like a better car and I do feel like he he could in the next couple of years be a great Formula One driver um so I'm gonna go I hope that they keep him I think mm -hmm. at least one more year I would love to see what he does one more year just give him another year come on he's he's fresh you know he's he's 
new and I want to see what he does. So that's my thought on that one. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Give him one more year because I kind of feel like they brought him in a little bit too early. Like maybe he needed a little bit more experience um, before coming into Formula One. So, But now that he's in, maybe just give him one more year to see how it works and and go from there. Well, so we just wanted to say, Katie, you rock. Thank you so much for sending us those notes. We actually, she sent them to us on Instagram. So if you guys ever want to hop onto our Instagram and send us voice notes like that, we would love to play them. Give us your opinions. We want to know. We want to talk about it. Like, let's make this a community of Formula One peeps. And I want to hear, and so does Lynette, all of your thoughts. We want to talk about it. Let's, let's yeah, that was keep fun. doing that was this. Fun when we got that. And like when we po- ask um, questions or do the polls, like that's a great time to do that, you know, <laughs> to send us. Right. What and, really oh, I forgot. And- I forgot the last poll we did ask um, about Sergeant. Actually, should Sergeant be out and Mick in? And fifty-eight percent of y'all said Sergeant should be out. Forty-two percent Sergeant should stay in. So I don't know. Uh-huh. What do you think? Sad. I'm sad about it. I wish he would. I hope he gets another year. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, right. so um yeah, that's all we have for you guys today, right? Do we I think we covered it all? Yeah, it was a long it. it was a long episode. It was a great episode. A lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, um but we will be back with you guys next week in studio. We're so excited. Next race is Silverstone. <laughs> yes. A fan Can't favorite. Wait. So I'm sure it's going to be good and lots to talk about. We've got a lot of upgrades again coming up. So, so hopefully it'll be a good race. Yes. And again, we apologize for being audio only this week, but we will see you guys in studio next Monday. All right. So. Thank you guys. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>